in this time of desperation when all we know is doubt and fear there is only one salvation we believe in this broken generation when all we know is doubt and fear there is only one salvation we believe we believe we believe in god the father we believe in jesus christ we believe in the holy spirit and he's given us new life we believe in the crucifixion we believe that he conquered death we believe in the resurrection and he's coming back again we believe so let our faith be more than anthems greater than the songs we sing and in our weakness and temptations we believe we believe we believe in God the Father we believe in Jesus Christ we believe in the Holy Spirit and he's given us new life we believe in the crucifixion we believe that he conquered death we believe in the resurrection and he's coming back again so let the lost be found and the dead be raised in the here and now let love invade let the church live loud and god will say we believe we believe and the gates of hell will not prevail for the power of god has torn a veil now we know your love will never fail we believe we believe we believe in god the father we believe in jesus christ we believe in the holy spirit and he's given us new life we believe in the crucifixion we believe that he conquered death we believe in the resurrection and he's coming back he's coming back again coming back again he's coming back again yes we do believe Changed my life. Take your Bibles, if you will, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. The title of the message this morning is, What's up with the, New Test- with the Old Testament? What's up with the Old Testament? You say, what do you mean, Brother Casey? 
Wait up. Have you ever considered why God wrote a book about all the failures of his children? You say, well, what do you mean? I mean, he created a perfect environment, a garden where nothing ever died. A garden where animals didn't chase each other and eat each other. A garden where your only responsibility was to uh, break leaves occasionally, keep the grass cut, or herd the animals over to where the grass was tall and let them eat the grass. And then he records how those two people were deceived and disobedient to his express word. And they blew it for all of us. Got kicked out of the garden. Some of my favorite stories growing up as a small boy were about boys who lived in the jungle, fought off the wild animals with their knife and their bow and arrow and their teeth. I look back on it now and realize how fictional those characters were. But you got to admit, Edgar Rice Burroughs' story of Tarzan is a pretty fantastic story. Most of the kids have seen the movie. They have never read the book. The book is way better than this movie. They left a whole bunch out of the movie. And then there was a, a series of books called Bomba the Jungle Boy Lived in the Amazon. Bomba was incredible. And Adam and Eve blew it for the rest of us. And then we go on through history. And we find God blessing his people, protecting his people, telling his people, uh, now, here's what you do in order to live with each other and to have great peace in your midst. And they said, whatsoever the Lord saith unto us, we will do. Okay? And then they blew it. They didn't do it. And God expressed to them his, his feelings about sin and about rebellion and about disobedience. These two men were fighting one day. And one of them used God's name in vain while he was punching the other guy. And all the people around him stopped and said, you just used God's name in vain. And they took him to Moses, and Moses said, well, put him in the tent, and let's ask God what to do. God said, stone him to death. And those men who heard him cast the first stones. So the next morning, they took him out of the tent, they took him outside the, uh, the camp, and they picked up big rocks, and they started throwing them at him until they knocked him to the ground. Then they picked up bigger stones and dropped them on his chest and his head until he quit breathing. Killed him. He said, oh, Brother Casey, That's horrible. Yeah, taking God's name is horrible. I've expressed to you recently my response now when I hear people take God's name in vain. I always ask them, uh, how about using Allah? 
instead of my God. You know, I mean, if you're going to take somebody's name in vain, if you're going to curse, use somebody else's God for a change. If they take Jesus' name in vain, use, use Vishnu. You know, who's Vishnu? God of the Hindus. Yeah. Oh, yeah, if you don't want to use a, a, a god, then use a prophet, Muhammad. Yeah. Leave God out of it. Well, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 has an incredible answer to why God included all of people's failures in the Old Testament. Let's pray together and then we'll read. Father, we come to you today and we ask your Holy Spirit to come and hover over this place. We know you dwell in the hearts of believers, but the Lord, we want you to express your power. We want you to take control. We want you to work through your precious word to bring our hearts to a condition where we are responsive to you. And we're willing to do whatever you say. Lord, bless the message this morning. In Jesus' name, for your sake. Amen. My wife recently has begun watching a series of on television called Snapped. Okay. Y'all know what Snapped is? It's case studies of murders, horrible crimes. And one thing I have learned from the few minutes I have spent sitting with her while I waited to ask her to change the channel (laughs) is that the person who did it always denies it up front. Nobody ever walks in and says, I'm guilty. I did it. I understand that. Ron and I used to get in trouble and my mother would look at us and say, boys, somebody did this. Which one of you? Nobody ever raised their hand. Okay? We did all turn and look at the guilty one. (laughs) But even the guilty one didn't raise their hand. Often Ron and I would turn and look at each other because we were both in it. (laughs) And and then we got drugged (laughs) to to her bedroom. (laughs) Not really, we got sent. (laughs) And uh, there she explained to us, the biblical admonition not to do whatever we had done. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1. Let's stand together and let's read this aloud together, please. Okay? You follow along as I read aloud. Moreover, brethren, 